1: And welcome to another edition of the Knicks Film School Podcast. My name is Andrew Claudio, aka GMAC, and it's time for another edition of Casual Friday. We are kicking off the second half, although not really half. If you do the math, uh, the final twenty-two games of the Knicks season begin the uh, time you're hearing this tonight when they take on the Washington Wizards. And me and the Casual Crew have a fun game for you that will preview what we think will happen over the remainder of the regular season and potentially the playoffs joining me as always, as we collectively decide how the mood is
2: at the moment. First,
1: we start with Mr. XJ XJ. How are the
2: vibes? Uh, you know, since we're at the all-star break, the vibes are the same as they were before the all-star break, but I would say the vibes are threatening the fifth seed, potentially the fourth seed. We'll see. Ah, I if like it. this you. comes out in bingo, but you know, okay. vibes are very are excellent, immaculate. Any any blemish-free word you want to use, that's where the vibes are.
1: I dig it. Next, we head to uh, someone who might sound a little different. Sean, how are you doing today, sir? How are the vibes?
3: <laughs> the vibes are dangerous. Um, Ooh. And I say the vibes are dangerous because the Knicks will be a dangerous team for whoever they play in the first round of the playoffs. So, the vibes are dangerous.
1: Might be stepping on one of your predictions cuz you're saying they will make the first round of the playoffs and not a uh, a play in game. I dig it. I dig it a ton and I'm hoping that this is a sign for some of the more positive predictions that we'll be making later. And maybe Mensa might have a certain player that he's predicting positive outcome or positive results from over the final 22 games. Mensa, how are the vibes?
4: The vibes are in sync and not insane is what I will say. We are all on the same page and I will not be making any wild outlandish, crazy takes about a certain player whom mm-hmm. I hold near and dear to my heart, but that has nothing to do with the future of the next 22 games of the Knicks.
1: Awesome. Well, I'm excited to watch the next 22 games. And I think this is it's why I like that the vibes right now are a positive and something we can all look forward to. And, um, what we're going to do is you can tell by the description of today's episode, we're going to fill out a bingo card of predictions for the rest of the regular season. Um, I, I wonder if they will bleed into the playoffs. I guess we'll, we'll let the show kind of dictate itself, but, um, we each are going to list five predictions. And I think we, I, this is where I'm bad at bingo. Um, there's there's five rows so there ends up being 25 predictions that need to be made I think we should as a group collectively decide the other five like get five that we can all agree will will have a chance of happening or each add an extra one uh so maybe just that one open space in the middle is something we all agree will happen um and when we'll we'll let you all play along with our bingo cards and then see at the end of the season how those bingo cards went um the order do well, do we, we want to just Do we want to do high card draw or do we just want to go in order um, of like, we'll we'll start with XJ and work our way around? Yeah, sure. Okay. XJ, your first prediction that will go on the bingo
2: card. I will give my first prediction. First, I want to say what we talked about uh, at the risk of uh, being too producing on the show live. (laughs) You know, people don't tend to like that, but we talked about having two single game events two rest of season predictions and one kind of Hail Mary, something that's like sort of unlikely to happen, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So what I'm going to give first is one of my single game events. And for my bingo card or for our collective bingo card, one of the entries is going to be OB Obadiah Toppin will score over 20 points in a game this season. Mm. And now I believe that to be true for a couple of reasons. Let's say first only five players uh, last year, all of last year, played all 82 games. That's Mikkel Bridges, Kavon Looney, uh, Avdia, Bay, and Powell. Right? That's... None of those guys are stars. None of those guys are carrying the load that Julius Randle is carrying. Um, Randall is second in the NBA in minutes played this season. He is not going to play every single game for the rest of the season. It's just not going to happen. It can't happen. Um, it can happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, and I think in that game, whatever game it is that Randall sits out, I think we're going to see Obi show out. He's gonna, any game that he gets twenty-five to thirty minutes, and he has the green light, and he gets to play with the first team unit, and also gets to play with the second team unit with Hart kind of running up and down the court, getting that tr- those transition buckets. I think we're going to see an improved Obi top in the rest of the. I was going to say second half of the season, the second <laughs> 33% of the season. Um, and I think we're going to see him start a game and, and score over 20 points. So that's my number one prediction for a single game event that's going to happen for the rest of the next season.
4: I don't think Obi Toppin needs to start to score 20 points in a game. Especially, that's going to
5: be mine too. Yeah, especially
4: with, um, there's a lot of like smart basketball players in that second unit now with Quickly, um, Hardenstein and Josh Hart. And I think that especially with the way Josh Hart plays, he is another like tempo lifter. He gets the ball, he runs, right? Obi Toppin is Travis Kelsey. So every time he runs, like I can see I can see him scoring 10 points in a quarter. And and but and by a quarter, I mean like in three minutes. So I think I think that's pretty reasonable. And I, I like that a lot. I don't
3: think that Julius plays all 82 games, um, for whatever reason. Like, um, Cause it's just like he's a freaking Iron Man. Um, so because of that, like I'm with XJ. Like when Obi gets his chance, he's going to show Tom Thibodeau and Leon Rose like better figure something out. <laughs> better figure something out. So
1: I will go a different direction. It's a little more toward Mensa because I think there's two different predictions here, and it's that from you're saying actually you're basically saying he will start and score 20 points. I think he needs to start to score 20 points. Yeah. See, I'll go a different direction. It dawned on me over the last two games before the break, this second unit is going to extend some leads and make it not necessarily because we know it's Tibbs. He will put the starters back in, but I think there will be a couple games where OB ends up playing the final five minutes and gets to 20 points that way is what I'm saying. This may also just be how high I am on Josh Hart at this point and what he has done to the second unit and the, the extra person that Tibbs might trust with the second unit. Um, but I think, I think there'll be a game where OB because he, the, the Knicks just don't need to throw up by 35 points and then he'll be able to come in and close and get like to 22 in said game. Um, that's I think the path to, to how he does it. But I like that we started with OB Toppin. Um, Mensa. your first prediction.
4: My first prediction is a reading of the trends, and that would be over the final 22 games of the season, Josh Hart will average more minutes played a game, not total minutes, but more minutes per game than R.J. Barrett. Mm. Wow. Um, I don't think that one really requires much um, explanation. <laughs> I feel like R.J. Barrett has kind of been in his own head. Um, he's been making mistakes, and Josh Hart is a seasoned pro. He's been doing this for a long time. He and Jalen Brunson literally won a championship together. Um, Yeah, they've won one more championship for the state of Pennsylvania than Joel Embiid ever did, but that's not the topic. Um, And I think that he has really good synergy and he's one of the guys, he's one of the few guys that the Knicks have that you can plug into any lineup and say, he makes this lineup better. He makes everybody around him better. So I think that especially considering how tight that the race for the five seat is. I think we're going to see a lot more, not a lot more Josh Hart, but I think we're going to see if, if it's 31 minutes for Josh Hart, I think RJ is going to drop down to like 27, 28 over the last 22, uh, 22 games of the season. So what does this do to Quentin Grimes' minutes? Um, I think his, I think he's going down in minutes too, but, um, yeah, so you can say maybe maybe Josh Hart starts, um, maybe Josh Hart gets more minutes played than Quentin Grimes as well. But the reason why I'm saying RJ Barrett is because I believe that means more to the franchise. And so it's like, what's the major recurrence? Is it more major mm. that Josh Hart gets more minutes than RJ, or is it more major that he gets more minutes than Quentin Grimes? I think it's more major that he gets more minutes than RJ Barrett. So that's the one I'm going with.
3: Okay. Um any thoughts before we go to sean? I'm actually shocked and surprised at the same time I am proud of Mensa for making that prediction because it's actually really feasible and it takes a lot for you to to accept that you know your your dude is you know being you know uh, I don't know what the word is, but whatever it is that's that's happening so <laughs> I hope so I actually hope you're wrong because I still believe in. Rowan, but you know, sometimes the writing's on the wall. Guess we'll, guess we'll I, find uh, out.
2: I, I just want to say, yeah, I, I could see that as feasible, definitely plausible. I don't think it's going to happen. One and sneak peek at one of my later predictions. I think we're going to see an RJ renaissance for the rest of the season. So
3: let's go. We'll, uh, coming up. There you go. All right, Sean, your first prediction. Now we're about to find out if we have any, um, if if, if we have some great minds who think alike. Mm-hmm. Um, my first prediction is Rowan Alexander Barrett Jr. will have another 40-point game. Hey, hey, there you go. Because while, to Men's point, he's clearly in his head, and this is the season from, this is turning into the season from hell for him. Um, I think the discourse that we've already shipped this dude out to God knows where is, um, is a bit much. And RJ will remind us why he was a third pick in the draft one more time. Um, now it may come after a game where he goes, where he shoots tour dates for a week, but it will happen again. He will remind, he will remind us why he's a third pick in the draft. Um, I don't know who it will be against, but it will that will happen.
1: I love it. I'm somewhat high on the the idea that RJ will not be as bad as he was when he first came back from the injured list, or at least the last like twelve or so games. So I like that we're we have multiple options toward what happens with RJ after
4: the break so far. Um any thoughts on that before yeah, I meant to go right ahead. Yeah, I actually that was one of my like predictions, because if you notice, like I said, uh-huh. minutes per game that like because that's gonna, like that is an isolated incident. He can go off for one game and Josh Hart can still outperform him over the last 22 games of the season. Um, I have not lost any faith in R.J. Brown. I want to make that very clear. I just see where this team is going this season. And I know who this coach is and how he maximizes. He wants to squeeze every bit of juice out of the orange. And I, th- I think he believes that there's more juice in Josh Hart than R.J. Barrett. And he doesn't have bad reasoning considering what R.J. has been for the calendar year of 2023. He just hasn't really been the guy that he hasn't taken that step that we've expected that I expected him to take at least. Um, but yeah, I think that's super feasible. I Especially like we know what R.J. Barrett does when he like, OK, here's the thing. He plays Tyler Hero twice. So that's two great opportunities to score 40 points. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I love it. I love that prediction a lot. Actually, is it only twice? I thought they played the Heat three times. It might be three three times, yeah.
3: March 3rd, March 22nd, March 29th.
4: Oh, you're right. I
1: totally went over. So, okay. There are multiple chances for this prediction to come true. I like it. Um, Okay. My first prediction centered around Jalen Brunson. So Jalen Brunson this season has 15 30-point games. This is fifth on the list for guards in a season, um, Knicks guards in a season. Um, I'm predicting that he will get to second on this list by the end of the season, which would require 11 more 30-point games over the final 22. So, the list as of right now, Richie Guerin had 36 in a season. I'm not crazy enough to think that he will get all 22 games of 30 points or more. Um, Dick Barnett, had 25. Uh, Stefan Marbury had 18 in 2005. Richie Guerin did it again in 1962, 63 with 18. And then you got Brunson this year at 15. One thing I've noticed since the Hart acquisition is that while the second unit has kind of been cooking, um, this is actually like Julius like came back with four minutes left against um, the, the Orlando magic and Because the second unit has been cooking, we've seen um, Tibbs go, not to the point where I think everybody would like with Obi, but it hasn't been like three minutes and you're getting pulled, four minutes and you're getting pulled. Like Those eight minute rotations might be allowed to cook a little longer with Hart in the lineup. What he does like to do, though, is let Brunson go back with the second unit in the fourth quarter. Which I think this is where Brunson's minutes will kind of stay the same around 36, 37 at night. I do worry about that long time with long term with a small guard, but for this one season, I'm actually okay with it. Maximize him as best as you can. And as a result, I think he's gonna score a ton of points this year. The role that he was on, maybe he was trying to make the all-star team really think he still should have. Um have especially the way that the All-Star game went. Holy cow. You want to know someone who might have played hard, Jalen Brunson, in that All-Star game. Um, I'm then adding on the uh, chip on his shoulder as he tries to go after most improved player this season. Um, will be the reason why you see the similar type of attitude after the break and Jalen Brunson gets to um, at least 25, 30-point games this season.
2: I think that... It's interesting that you're going the other way from where I'm thinking. I don't think Brunson's oh. going to escalate and elevate his game for the rest of the season. I think he'll kind of regress a little bit. Um, so I can't imagine him scoring 30 over 30 points half of the remaining games. I think that'd be, that'd be awesome, but would be surprising. I do want to say one thing. This is mm. a slight tangent. To your point, I think you just made an incredible point about adding Brunson to the All-Star game. Not only was he deserving but I do think it is individual players like Brunson who can change the entire tenor of the game because Kyle Lowry did that exact thing. And I think Fred Katz tweeted about this Mm -hmm. and said that it wasn't actually the Elam ending that saved the all-star game. It was Kyle Lowry being willing to take two charges in an all-star game. Yep. And that completely changed the tenor of the game. And I think if you want to make the all-star games more competitive, you need to have guys who are going to compete and they don't care if they're playing in the street, they're playing at the rucker, they're playing in the court by side courts in the Bronx, or they're playing in the all-star game. They're going to compete hard and they're not giving shit up. And that's that's a guy like Brunson. And I think that that should be a consideration. If we're, if we're considering all these various factors for all-stars, I think that should be a consideration as well. So I just wanted to say that's a tangent point. But I think you made an incredible point, AC, that made me think of that.
1: Can I piggyback off of what you just said and what Fred Katz's tweet said with another point that I think not got missed in how the All-Star game went, but in that Kyle Lowry taking two charges game, as well as like last season, the, the, the fourth quarter was great. Also, it ended on a LeBron fadeaway, but that's what was missing. LeBron and Giannis didn't play the most of the game or at least the entire second half and most of the game because of Giannis's wrist and LeBron's phantom injury. Um, that I thought is what was missing is an actual leader to go out there and be like, all right, we're, we're pinning down, we're turning up, right? Like this fourth quarter matters. And what you had was the next generation of superstars, which was firing up half court shots to try and end the game that way. Although I will, I will commend Joel Embiid who was very much out there being like, okay, let's, let's D up at this point. And then I, I, Everybody had to clear out so the Boston guys can go one on one. XJ, your first, um, your second prediction.
2: My second prediction is going to be a season long prediction. Um, I could go a couple of ways here, but I think the one I'm going to go with is that Emmanuel quickly gets at least one vote for all NBA defense. And I believe this because. So per clean the glass, the, the, the Knicks are 11.5 points better on defense when quickly on, is on the court, which is in the 99th percentile in the NBA. Um, and offenses against the Knicks shoot 6.6, uh, 6.6 percentage points worse in terms of effective field goal percentage, which again is in the 99th percentile in the NBA. Quickly is an elite elite screen navigator elite off-ball defender and i think someone has to someone has to notice this and reward him with a single vote cast for all nba defense. i think it's going to be really tough as a sort of a long shot just because he's quote-unquote a bench player. And i think those guys typically don't get love on any of the all nba votes. um but at the same time i think his impact on defense is undeniable. um you know to be fair he does need to improve his on-ball defense a bit and he doesn't play above his size like people like Grimes and Hart, you know, but, but his impact on, on team defense is just, you know, just by knowing where to be and communicating and all of those intangible factors is undeniable. And I think he'll get at least a single vote for all NBA defense.
1: I dig it. And I think the, where he gets, where he ends up with the all defense votes, because XJ's points, the, it will require people actually watching him and not just looking at some of the numbers. Um, where he, how many def- all defense votes he gets will actually tell me where he finishes for six man of the year. Because then it would require you to actually do the the watching of like, oh, he's been an elite bench player. He deserves top top three at least for six man of the year voting. No,
4: um, I'm not like all defense is really kind of that to me more than like statistics and like film is a reputation award more than any of the other ones. Mm. Um, so I'm not sure. Like, I think, I think that one is, that one's pretty lofty. I'm not sure if it's going to happen just because people don't pay attention to the New York Knicks. Um, and then it's, it's so like right now, the well, that's really crazy for me to say. Let me rewind that people <laughs> pay attention to the New York Knicks, but people don't like the Knicks are really more for clicks than they are for like actual recognition of the players. And right now we're sitting at 16th in defense So it'd be it'd be hard for me to see the anybody picking um, a bench player on the 16th ranked defense for all defense. I think that's just I think that's a pretty I think that's a stretch to say the least. Um, Emmanuel quickly, as far as six man of the year goes, in my mind, I don't think there's another bench player that really has an argument against Emmanuel quickly just because his impact is ridiculous. You know, like they want to give it to Malcolm Brogdon because he plays for the best team in the Eastern Conference. but Come on. You know, like that's that's like. <laughs> all right. You know like that you you can't make six man of the year a lifetime achievement award. I'm sorry, because that's what that would end up turning out to be. Um, I'm really on quickly. I think that he is. A very, very, very big reason as to why we are where we are in the standings right now. why We have a puncher's chance at the fifth seed, but I'm not too sure about um, all defense votes for him
1: again. The, the prediction is one. Like it literally could just be like Bondi. It. You don't think he'll get Julius Randle got one in all defense vote three years. Yeah, it's ago.
2: just a single vote.
4: I, I no way. But he the gets Knicks it. were the Knicks were what like top five in defense. And, and when was, I'm telling
1: you, when Mitchell Robinson is back and they're back in the top ten within two years, Yeah, like that. That's I think that like Mitch also will get at least one unless I'm stealing from someone else's predictions. Like that's I think more the spirit of it that. People will look at the numbers when this team is top 10 in both potentially and being like, oh, we should at least consider like there will be one voter out there that considers it. And, um, and
2: real quick, part of my prediction is that he's going to get six man of the year consideration. And so I think people voters will look at him and say, oh, let's see if he's a six man of the year. And then they will notice his defensive stats and impact stats and be like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he could actually be in contention for all defense. So I, I, I think there's some synergy there, but we'll see. I, I meant to you're making great points. I, I, not to take away from what you're saying. you're you're, le- you're right. It's probably a long shot, but
3: I think he'll get one vote. I think I'm of mensa. I think you're giving way too much credit to the national media because they <laughs> do not watch, they do not watch the Knicks. They pay attention to the Knicks, they do Knicks or clicks, but they are not. I like I'm actually trying to find like the voting from last year to see who the voters are, to find who is the voter that would do it. Um, like if it's a local guy, but like I I'm I i i am like he should get votes, but I Sean, one vote. Again, one vote. Do you know who, you know who we are?
1: <laughs> Julius Randle got an all NBA all defense vote two years ago.
4: It, Julius yes, Randle. And, yes. Somebody probably saw him slide his feet against Kyrie Irving on national right, television. But, what, it was but like that's my point. Is who doesn't watch <laughs> all the Knicks on
1: he national to, TV and see he what quickly
3: to, does? But he had to turn to Larry Burr for that to happen. But right. Larry Bird also didn't get all defense. Okay. No, what I'm saying is people were paying attention to Julius Randle because he ah, turned okay. into Larry Bird. That's why. Like okay. I listen, I'd love to be wrong. I don't see it.
4: All right. Well, Mensa, what is your next prediction? My next prediction is going to be a Julius Randle prediction for a single game event. I think Julius Randle will break his season high in scoring. I think he will score more than 46 points in one of the next 22 games.
1: This is hinting on one of mine. I have the a Nick will score 50 in a game in one of mine. So, yeah, I just uh, think there here we
4: go. I think that, um, especially coming down towards the end of the season and you have, you already have the Portland Trail Blazers sitting guys for rest. Um, Julius Randle is not that guy. He's not a guy that's going to sit for rest. And he has been getting ridiculously hot in some games. Like he would start out the first quarter at five threes, like wild stuff that Julius Randle has been doing. Um, I think that especially like with Jalen Brunson kind of like leading the charge, I feel like the Knicks are on my turn, your turn kind of team, but like seasonally almost, you know, like, okay, Jalen Brunson, you had February. I have March, you know, like, I feel like that's kind of how it's going to (laughs) be. And I think he's going to, I think, especially have we, we gone, we went on a West coast trip already. Cause that's where he really turned up last year. Um, I think he's the second
1: West coast trip. There's a second West coast trip. They're going on this year.
4: There's the opportunity, um, for him to really heat up. And also I think that, he takes these national tele like we haven't seen the best of uh, national television Julius Randle yet, so I think he's going to take one of these games really personally and just not miss at all. I think he I think he's going to score fifty in one of these um last. Well, I don't mm-hmm. think, but I'm predicting that he's going to score fifty in one of the last twenty two games.
1: Man, the 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 agenda is the night that Julius scores fifty in a game is the first player since Melo to score fifty in a game
6: in a Knick uniform.
4: It won't stop me. I
6: know. (laughs) Believe me, I know. It will mean nothing to me.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey,
3: Sean, what's your next prediction? Mitchell Robinson will have an eight block game Ooh. when he comes back. Okay. Um, And I say this because Mitchell Robinson, when he actually stays on the court, has had, he had an eight block game his rookie year. He had a, no, he had a nine block game his rookie year. He had an eight block game, I believe last year. I believe it was last year. Um, There will be, I think Mitch, I think Mitch is having the best season of his career. Um, He looks like he's put it together, including, you know, actually like, setting screens at a 40% clip as opposed to the 10 to 15% success rate he had on, on setting screens. Um yes right here. Yes, he had uh nine blocks in a game in his rookie year, six in twenty twenty, three in twenty twenty-one, but that was the he was he missed basically from most of the season um, he had and he had an eight block game last year. And so far he's already had a six block game this year and the eight block game was against Memphis. He had eight blocks against Memphis at home um, in last season, but um, yeah, so that's my, that'll be my second one. That's my second single game event. I feel pretty confident that that will happen.
1: I dig it. And this is probably a good opportunity to tell everybody that wasn't aware. Um, Mitch Robinson was a full full go at practice today in in with the Knicks and they have upgraded him to questionable for Friday's game um, against the Washington Wizards I also if you remember from the Jeremy pointing this out on Monday's pod I guess when did you record that in a most in a recent Knicks film school podcast that Mitch's last two injuries have happened in Washington so I almost selfishly don't want to risk it and just come back on Saturday against uh, New Orleans. I'd appreciate that instead, but we'll see what happens when the next play against Washington. Um, my next prediction involves one Mr. Julius Randall. So Julius Randall this season has 38 double doubles. Um, his career high for, I guess his Knicks high for doubles in a double doubles in a season is 41. I'm predicting that Julius Randall Will become the third Nick, third different Nick ever to get to 50 double doubles in a season. So the Knicks to do this, David Lee has done it twice 2008, 2009, 2009, 2010, one of which he made the All Star team, one of which he set the Knicks single season record with 65 double doubles in a season. Um, Patrick Ewing has done this three times. He had 59 in 91, 92, and then 58 and 55 the next two seasons. I should say, actually, those three seasons, seasons—um, 91, 92, and 93 were the seasons he did it, just in a different order. Um, those are the only times the Knicks have had a guy get to 50 double-doubles in a season. I am predicting Julius Randle gets at least 12 the rest of the season to become the third Nick ever to do it.
4: I like that prediction a lot. I think it's pretty like that's almost like a a walk in the park. Um, I do think that if it does happen, we are starting to look at like where Julius Randle in his short stint with the Knicks, like where is he as an all time Knick? Because he's been doing some really, really like he's been breaking some records is what I would say.
1: This is something Macri's been hinting at because he did the uh, the Knicks seventy five list in the newsletter last year, and like Julius continues to like climb up that list with like very few Knicks have made All NBA twice, very few Knicks have won hardware, very few Knicks have led teams to playoff berths twice, very few Knicks have done this that, and like made two All Star teams. So he's it'll be curious to see um how, how many lists he starts to climb up and what they do about that this offseason, um, potentially. But that
2: is a conversation for a later date. Um, XJ, your next prediction. Well, this is a beautiful segue into my next prediction because I am predicting... This is a little in the weeds, but you know, I know, I know our KFS viewers are, are down for in the weeds kind of stuff. Um, I think we'll see a lineup that includes Brunson, Quickly, Josh Hart, Mitchell, and RJ Barrett. So this is a lineup that's not been seen. Obviously, Hart is has not played with uh, Mitchell Robinson yet, but I think we're going to see a lineup, and this, as, as you may have noticed, does not include Julius Randle. So uh, say it again. It's I'll say it one more time: Brunson, Emmanuel, Quickly, Josh Hart, R.J. Barrett, and Mitchell Robinson. Mm, so R.J. is so, at, so at the four, and 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 I think this is a sneak peek at the Knicks without. Julius Randle, this is sort of... I'm sort of cheating because this is kind of a hedge for my Toppin prediction. Because I think Randle will miss a game. I, I, at least one. I think he will. He must. He cannot play 82 games at with the load that he carries. Like Nobody does that in the modern NBA. Um, so he will miss a game or two. And I can see if Toppin doesn't have it. I can see Tibbs rolling with RJ at the four. And I think this lineup would be devastating. I I see no weaknesses with this lineup. I think this lineup is excellent defensively. I think this lineup is an excellent offensive and defensive rebounding lineup. I don't think you lose that much. I mean, obviously, you lose a ton of rebounding with Randall coming out. But Hart, I think, compensates for some of that um, playing at the three. And I I think this lineup will be explosive on both ends. And I think we're going to see it. And, you know, uh, that's, that's kind of where my prediction ends. But my point is just, as you can see, two of my predictions have to do with kind of like life without Randall. And, um, I think we need to prepare for that at some point. So I think we're going to see a couple of examples. So
1: life without Randall, you, what, from what we've seen so far, do you think indicates
2: that they might go away from, from life, go to a life without Randall? So I don't I don't think that in terms of what we've seen there is evidence that suggests that they're going to go away from Randall um I, it's more wishful thinking on my it's end. It's a prediction. I get it. It's <laughs> um, be the change you want to see in the world. I get it. Right. But but at least I do believe like what I said I don't think there's any way Randall plays 82 games in an NBA season at the load that he's carrying. Um, so I think he's going to miss games, and my predictions are just centered on the fact that he's gonna miss games and what are gonna what is gonna happen during those games that he doesn't play. So
1: might have added a prediction to my list i'll 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 say it later if no one else says it. but I think this in in this spirit, I might have just thought of a new prediction, so we'll we'll get to that later. Mensa, your next one.
4: This is just for the... just want to be clear. This is only for the next 22 games, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm predicting that the New York Knicks will finish with the fifth seed overall. Okay, here we are. I think that we are better than Miami. I know we're better than Brooklyn. We are in a very close race with them. I am heartbroken that the Miami Heat did not go and get Russell Westbrook because then I would have been very sure that the New York Knicks would have had the fifth seed. (laughs) But... um. I still like our chances. I don't think that the, so the Knicks, in my opinion, had the best trade deadline. I know everybody loves what the Lakers did, but the Lakers are still 13th overall and they still have a very high cliff to climb. And we don't even know if Anthony Davis will play the next, will play 10 more games this season, just because he's made of glass. The New York Knicks got exactly what they needed. They put they placed him exactly where he's supposed to be. And he already came with some chemistry in and the Josh Hart addition. It, I think it was a great trade and I don't think that people are ready for the next 22 games to have to face like two great New York Knicks lineups because the first unit is going to do well. And then that second unit is going to continue to apply pressure. So I think the New York Knicks are going to have a great net rating these next 22 games. And I think they're going to outpace their, their contemporaries in Miami and Brooklyn and get the fifth seed.
1: Speaking of agendas, my God! If we finish higher than Brooklyn, and and the Heat and the Hawks, and then get that four-five matchup, get that four-five against, four five against oh my Billy. Oh my gosh! The 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 agendas that that will be out in full force. Um, okay, uh, I I want to let it I'll wait for it to happen and not count some chickens, but you just got me really excited there, Mensa. Uh, Sean, your next prediction:
3: the New York Knicks. Will finish with the minimum 45 wins. Oh, minimum. I want to get crazy and say 48, but I said 45 and 37 the beginning of the season. They need to go see, Andrew, we're here. Me too. Me too. I said 45 and 37 because I said this team was 37 and 45. And eight of those losses were them just pissing down their leg for the sec- in the second half. Um, with Rex Ryan offense, let's just run the ball three times and punt. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just flip eight of those games: the Nets game, the Portland game, uh, the the Laker game. Like let's just flip eight of those games, and that's forty five wins. Um, so, like I said, all they have to do is go twelve and ten, and this team will finish with forty five wins. Um, that may seem like a bit of a layup, but hey, you know, listen from where we were, I, I saw earlier that the Nick, after we started three and one, we lost 12 of 19 mm-hmm. this season. So, for me to confidently say 45 wins, and I actually think I figured out the 45 wins, and because the other thing we have to think about the Knicks, actually, according to, and I'm just going to double check here, the Knicks only have oh, they have two, they have two back to backs the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. And one of those back-to-backs is the Clipper Laker -Laker back-to-back. So it's not as bad because you're just staying in L.A. Now, granted, you're in L.A. on a Saturday night, but that's the other story for another Mm -hmm. day. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I think that they can go. I think that uh, 45 and 37 minimum this season.
1: I'd actually be disappointed if they don't get to that at this point. That's 12 and 9 the rest of
3: the life. Oh, yeah. 12 and 9. I mean, listen, things can happen. You know, there's like, like I said, they have so they have a they have a West Coast road trip. They have at Sacramento, at the Clippers, at the Lakers, at Portland. Then they come back home for Denver. Then they play Minnesota. Then they go to Miami. So there, listen, if they could be a little, you know, and like I said, we you know if Julius misses a game. And so, you know, um, I think 45, like I said, 40 minimum, 45 wins.
1: I dig it. Um, I hope it happens too. Um, okay, my next prediction. Um, we're gonna go and talk about the the offensive rating that XJ loves so much, even how fake it may or may not be. Um, I'm going pr- to predict that the Knicks finish top ten in offense and in defensive rating according to NBA stats. Not cleaning the glass, so I they're at 17th right now in. Uh, defense, I think that will improve especially with Mitchell Robinson also especially with some teams that may or may not start tanking a little bit. Um, I haven't done the look at how many teams that may potentially that are ahead of them tank um, that would ruin their defensive rating, but I'm going to trust that this team that was operating at a top 10 in both when Mitch got hurt got hurt will return to said status um, by the end of the season. Um Sixth in offense, they're they're I guess seven I guess seven again seventeenth in defense, Uh, and I'm going to predict that they end up top ten in both. Uh, XJ, you have a follow
2: up. What's up? So I I don't think that they can be top ten in both. I think that they're at this point the way that their offense is constructed, I think that there's a push and pull between their offense and their defense, and so I think the better their offense is, the worse kind of their defense is going to be. Not like a perfect correlation in that way, but 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 more or less. Um, and I think that part of it is this, their style of offense, very isolation heavy, um, you know, crashing the offensive boards focused on getting shots in the interior, not a ton of assists, not a ton of passing. I think it leads to uh poor performance on the defensive end. So this is part of what you know, my claim that their offense is fake. It's not that I don't, I think that their offensive rating is fake. It's that I think that they're, they they do not have an efficient offense. No, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just recapping for, for, the, for, for the viewers. I don't think they have an efficient offense. I think they have an effective offense. And by that, I mean, an efficient offense would score more on their first shot and effective offense, just prioritizing scores of uh, scoring, um, on a possession per possession basis. But my, my, my greater point is just that I think that their offense, the lack of ball movement leads to opponents having more energy down the stretch. And I think that's why they tend to lose fourth quarter games. Um, and I think crashing the boards also tra- um, affects their transition defense. So their transition numbers are not very good. And <clears throat> I think part of that is because they focus so much on offensive rebounding. So um and yes, if you look at their transition defense, it's not their live, live rebound, live ball transition defense is not that bad. It's mostly comes off of steals, but I think that still has to do with a lot of the positioning that happens. So um, basically, just my grander point is that their offense and defense, I think there's a push and pull involved. And I don't think they just like in a vacuum, have a great offense and have a great defense. I think that there's going to be some pull from there.
1: I want to be clear. That's not my prediction, that they have a great offense, that they have a great defense. I'm literally just saying by the numbers, they will end up That's with fair. top 10 and top 10. Come playoff time, I agree with all of your concerns about their offense and and how it's based on offensive rebounding and, and all of that. Since the December 4th game that against the Cavaliers, that is a clear turning point this season. They are 5th in offensive rating and 10th in defense. That includes all the games that Mitch was out. Whether that matters in a seven-game series against Joel Embiid or Donovan Mitchell will be for us to find out during the playoffs. I'm saying for the regular season, it will translate into that cuz the Knicks are getting two players back and may get RJ Barrett to play better than he was over the last couple of games. That was the that's the the spirit behind this this prediction. Um Mensa, what's up?
4: Yeah, I just wanted to jump in because my literal next prediction was a little bit more spicy. I was going to say that the Knicks are going to finish top eight in both offense and defense. Um, And a lot of it is it's almost like tongue in cheek because I don't believe I don't believe in this playoff offense. Uh The defense. Yeah, I believe in it. But I think that um, the big thing. That keeps, in my opinion, what keeps the Knicks at like 16th in defense is not necessarily the amount of threes they give up because they don't really get burnt that heavily. But it's the how bad we we have been like in crucial moments on the defensive glass. A lot of the um like the tap out rebounds from Isaiah Hartenstein and that sort of stuff frustrates the hell out of me. And I think with Mitchell Robinson back, he's going to put two hands on the ball and bring it down. So um for a fellow Jets fan, I feel like uh, Mitchell Robinson is our Jericho Kotchery. He's going to grab that ball, possess it and move on, you know? So I think that especially and then because our offense is so heavily based on offensive rebounding, I think getting the best offensive rebound in professional basketball helps. Uh, So I think that the Knicks will finish top eight in offense and defense. And I agree with a lot of what XJ is saying, but I just had to, you know, why not?
1: I Listen, I like the the spiciness. I'm gonna put that as your next prediction too. But we can we have other spots to fill uh, if we need to to get a second another one in there. Um, XJ, it's your turn to go with the next prediction.
2: It is my turn, and I can go one of a number of different ways. Um, I'm gonna decide literally right now. I'm not gonna say the one I was gonna say because it like absolutely goes against what both of your, <laughs> your mm-hmm. predictions have been. So I'm not well, going to ruin our bingo card. Well in no that way. to be
1: clear, the bingo card uh, people could just go in a row and go with all of your predictions if they want. You know?
2: Fair. The fair. way that the way that the card is set up. I'm I am I'm i gonna I'm gonna shift the conversation from offensive and defensive rating. <laughs> Too much O and D R T G talk right mm-hmm. now. So I'm gonna go to uh Quinn Grimes will shoot over 40% for the rest of the year from three-point range. Um, Post-All-Star break last year, Grimes actually did the opposite. Shot an awful 27% from three, only in 23 attempts. But pre-All-Star break, Grimes shot 40% on 166 attempts last year. This year, in his last 15 games, he's shooting uh, 30% from three, and his season-long average is down to 35%. I think we're going to see him elevate coming off of his confidence boosting rising stars game and the some chatter about him potentially losing his starting spot to Josh Hart. I think we're going to see a Grimes heater coming up very soon. My one concern is that I think that he could start to take more pull up threes, which would absolutely sink his overall percentage. But I do believe that he'll actually start to get better catch and shoot threes um, looks when Mitch is back in the lineup. And some of his down shooting does coincide with Mitch being out and off the court. So that's my prediction. Quentin Grimes shoots over 40% for the rest of the year, uh, for the rest of the year from three point range.
1: Just for development's sake, I really hope this happens. I I know that. So we should say I got a, not a tip, but a follower pointed out to me that there are, is a fan duel line for um, Josh Hart first basket scored for Friday's game against the uh, Washington Wizards, which would only happen if he starts. And we discussed this the last time we did a casual Friday episode that um, we would hope that Quentin Grimes does not lose the starting spot and that they keep this, the second unit intact. And that it's way more about who finishes the game in this sense. Um, I would hope Quentin Grimes not only stays in the starting five because of the fit. Works better that Grind that Hart comes off the bench, but because he earned the right to stay in the starting five, which this prediction would lead to that. Um, Mensa, give me another prediction other than the top eight in offense, and I love that an offense and defense.
4: Um, okay, I'm gonna piggyback off of XJ's Quentin Grimes over 40% from three prediction and say that two New York Knicks in the starting five will finish over 40% from three this season. We already have Jalen Brunson at 41%. Okay. And I like the chances of Quentin Grimes catching him. And I do think that they will stay together. I am not too confident about the other two guys in the starting lineup, but I do think that um, both um Jalen Brunson and Quentin Grimes can finish top, um 40% from three. I just want to say that's a bold and strong
2: prediction, Menta. I like it. Uh, just to clarify, I don't think Quinn Grimes is going to finish shooting over forty percent. I think he's going to shoot forty percent from now from post All Star break. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I don't think he's going to
2: get to forty percent.
4: Yeah, I don't even know is it's possible. Okay, so yeah, so let's let's recant that and let's <laughs> recant, recant. Okay, okay. So I think so. What I'll say is this: then I think three Knicks in the last 22 games of the season, will shoot over 40% from three. I think Jalen Brunson, I think RJ Barrett can do it, but I'm not going to say that I'm not going to put my my name on the line (laughs) for him to shoot over 40 in the next 22. Um, I think Josh Hart, Quentin Grimes, Jalen Brunson all shoot over 40% from three in the last 22 games of the season.
1: So it's Grimes, Brunson, who? Hart. Oh, yeah. Well, as of right now... He made sixty percent. He doesn't miss <laughs> the rest of the season, so that's not a ridiculous thing to say at all. Um, I can't believe how much uh, the, the Josh Hart thing that has become a revelation in in New York. I what's gonna suck is when he regresses and like suddenly he's the guy that they traded for out of Portland. Yeah, and then
4: Superman <laughs> is now fake. Yeah, yeah. It's like
1: oh, Hart's made three threes this week. Got it. Okay. That that was that's not fun. I think that um, happens yeah. next year. Yeah, hopefully and next a, year not this year.
3: And then a certain hive comes out of nowhere and I'm like, this is your man. This is your man. That's, but we're not going <laughs> to. Meanwhile, <do that. laughs> I was going to say meanwhile over in Portland um,
1: when Dame and Jer- Jeremy Grant are already sitting games the rest of the year.
3: Um, all right. What do you got,
1: Sean? Your next prediction.
3: This prediction is the rest of the season. Yes. And for me, the season ends when the Knicks stop playing basketball. Okay. Which will which will be not which will be pull this up here. Basically that includes games after game 82. Yeah. So my prediction is the New York Knickerbockers will play at least not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six playoff games. This
4: oh, I thought you were going into oh my action.
3: I did that for I did that for a dramatic effect. I <laughs> saw your eyes lighting up and like, yo, what do they think I'm going to say? I don't know what they think I'm gonna say, but I'm just gonna roll with it. But yes. The Knicks will play at least six playoff games this year. Not play-in games, play in games not included, six Playoff games. Basically, I'm saying whoever they play in the first round, that series is going six. I was in the space earlier. I was in the space yesterday, and I heard they were talking about who had the best duos in the league and some people, and some people. Uh, had said that, that they had Jay Brunson and Randall as a top 10 duo in the league for the rest of the season. And of course, fans from other teams got their, you know, got to follow the Ruffles feather because, you know, anytime the Knicks get any type of grace, you know, everyone just loses their minds, right? But um, <laughs> I think that, and there was a lot of like, oh, if they play this team, they're going to get swept. And they play this team, they're going to lose in five. Like, no, whoever they play, it's going six. I don't care if it's Milwaukee. I don't care if it's Boston. I don't care if it's Philly. And I don't care if it's Cleveland and all the teams, we ain't gonna play them the first round because they're gonna be behind us. So, six playoff games minimum. And Hell I don't yeah. want to stress minimum. I love that. So, before
1: I get to my prediction, I, I just wanna say, because you mentioned being in the spaces and I know that I know that as Knicks Knicks fans and to an extent like what we do here I'm not going to say too much behind the scenes but like it can be a toll sometimes when it turns into a civil war when we're arguing about things Knicks related amongst other Knicks fans I just want the Twitter spaces world the NBA fans at large to understand what might happen if this team wins a playoff round, the chaos that will be unleashed on every other fan base on behalf of a united front in Knicks land, like that should be my prediction. That if the Knicks win a, a playoff round, the world will burn to the ground because we'll we become will, a parody account. Oh my gosh. We the do. like uh oh, JB better, Randall better, RJ. Like the the amount of shit I plan to talk, the amount of laughing <laughs> I plan to do at every other team, and it's like well, you've won one playoff series. Yeah, this playoff series. Get some. I, I just... Nothing will... You thought the Knicks won a playoff game and Side Talk got two videos out of it. So I'm letting you know this will be a a, a glorious thing that it'll be borderline biblical how how crazy this fan base will be if this team wins a playoff series. Okay? That is... That is what I'm and that's a not an actual prediction that I'm making, but I think that's something I can foresee happening
3: no that's a fact. It we that is a fact. That's not okay. a prediction. <laughs> that will happen. Yes. I saw what the book Seven of Revelation Avenues- will just suddenly happen. Yes. <laughs> I saw what Seventh Avenue looked like after Game 2. Game 2?
1: They would have Game 1. They tied the series at 1 and then didn't win another game the rest of the season. I love how crazy
3: we are.
2: This may be the greatest support behind this this theory that if the Knicks are competitive, the Knicks show that they're competent, if the Knicks show that they're a solid franchise who can potentially win one playoff series, the mayhem that will ensue should serve as a recruitment vehicle for Mm -hmm. stars. It Thank absolutely you. should. If you see what New York and what social media and what like the, even the mainstream media will look like when the Knicks win one playoff series <laughs> and, you're, and you're Devin Booker and you're Luka Doncic and you're imagining in your mind, if that's how it looks when they win one playoff series, what happens when we get to the finals? What happens if we win the NBA championship in New York City? That is, mm. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the ultimate recruitment. I,
3: listen, I listen. You saw what Argentina looked like when it won the World Cup. I said the only place in America that will happen is when we win the title. Like, <laughs> and somebody, and somebody said, and somebody said, and I was like, and, and I was like. The canon of heroes will be as will be like nothing you've ever seen. And someone said, no, they uh, might have to use the marathon route. Yeah.
1: <laughs> for the <parade>. uh, <laughs> you know, now the entire city will be inaccessible for a week if the Knicks won a title. Like the day that, that Biden won and like everybody was honking their horns and New York City went nuts and like the world looked just every single block in the city, in Long Island, in the tri-state area. Will be, will be a gridlock because it'll be, oh, what happened? Oh, the Knicks won the title. That's what happened. Um, okay. I, that was a fun to dream for a little bit. Uh, my next prediction is about a thing the Knicks have had a problem with this season, but I think they've corrected it. They finally got over 500 at home before the break with that win over the, honestly, their last two wins over the, uh, Sixers and then one over the, um, Over the Sixers and then one over the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I predict the Knicks will finish this season over 500 at Madison Square Garden. Now, they only have nine remaining games at MSG, nine of their final 22. They have 13 more road games. I believe that's the breakdown. I'll double check. But looking at their schedule, They have a home game against Charlotte, who is tanking. They have a home game against uh, Houston, who is tanking. And the final game of the season is against Indiana, who is tanking. They also have home games against New Orleans without Zion. They have a home game against the Wizards, who I'm going to assume by then will have shut people down or because of how their seasons have gone. Bradley Beal is questionable for the game against the Wizards tonight, by the way. I don't think if the Wizards have anything to play for that they will play in that game. Um, they also have a home game against Minnesota. We will see what happens with Carl Anthony Towns. Although, low-key, the Timberwolves kind of figured it out without Cat, but that's a conversation for a different different day. Um, I'm going to predict that the Knicks, with this newfound pride that Josh Hart has seemed to inject into this, this team with uh, playing at Madison Square Garden, um, will as a result just... A simple five and four, and you're over five hundred at MSG for the rest of the year. I think they can at least get five more wins uh, at the at the Garden, and that's where they will finish. Um, XJ, your next
2: prediction? Yeah, I think yours is very solid, safe, strong. I like that a lot. Um, now, clear, mine. By the
1: way, real quick, they have eleven, so it's six and five. They got to go through six and five the rest of the season at home, and then um, I don't know. Funny how that worked Ooh. out. Yeah, they played. They played thirty-one home games. So that's. I was right. It's ten. No, so it's 10. ten. So they gotta go 10, six. 10. They go five and five, even. Five and five. Like, Literally, five, four, five
2: more wins. The rest highly them, disappointing all. if that doesn't happen, I'll yes. say. Especially with the record that you just read off the teams that they're playing. Mm-hmm. I, I, tough to imagine they don't finish five and five at least. Um, my my final of the five predictions, I'm sure we'll probably do more because we need to fill out our bingo card, but um my final of, of our kind of initial five Sort of a hail mary eh, i don't think so I think it's fair i think it's I think it's reasonable is that R j Barrett will average twenty points on forty five percent from the field and thirty five percent from three for the rest of the season. I think that we see r j his greatest strength is his ability to bounce back from adversity it's It's kind of crazy, but like anytime there's a downturn in his career and his you know, recent play and you kind of throw in the towel, you're like, you know, this guy's done. He always bounces back every single time, like game to game, week to week, stretch to stretch. And we're seeing almost what I believe right now is kind of the rock bottom of his career, which is hard to say. He's had a lot of lows. Um, but I think a lot of people are out fully on RJ at this point. Um, and I think we're with that kind of biggest downturn, we're going to see the biggest upturn. And I do think he's going to average over 20 on 45 and 35. Um, I hesitate to say that the 20... I know it's like we do the points per game thing, but you have things like when he got his finger injured in the first quarter and that was like... Mm-hmm. D- destroyed his points per game average, which yeah. that's why points per game is stupid. But, um, but I'll do points per game to make it nice and round. Twenty forty five on uh, twenty on forty five and thirty five from the field from three. I like it, um, Mensa. Well, let's get the first one to
1: the. Well, actually, you know what? Do you want your your top eight top eight to be your final prediction, and then we'll all we'll throw the grab bag at the the final
4: row where we add more predictions? Is that all your five you got? Um no, because I have I did want to put another. All right, add one more, and then we'll put it to the middle. Let's do it. Okay, my prediction after 82 games of basketball, and when we get those um all NBA lists, we will see one Julius Randle in a forward spot. I believe Julius Randle will finish all NBA third team this season. I just you want to make it an all
1: NBA team. Okay, so yeah. yeah. Let's just, go all nba Just in case they get nuts and they're like, You played 82 games, you have the numbers you do. We're putting you ahead of LeBron, you know. Like what if they want to get nuts about it? Just say
4: and all MBA. <laughs> well, let's let's go. Not yeah, not after he broke the scoring record. <laughs> yeah. No. So um
3: here's the spirit you don't wanna, of that. You don't want to lose a prediction because hey, I agree, he made the second team. Yeah. Here's I the agree. spirit.
1: I'm coming at this with Mensa. I have Knicks plus 170 to make the play in. I might lose that bet if they get the sixth seed. So mm.
2: like it's not playing
4: or better yeah. no, here. it's just
1: the play in. It was plus one seventy because bet. everybody was like, they're gonna miss the playoffs. They're not make,
3: they're gonna miss everything. They're not making the mm. play in. They might finish
1: better than the play in, which is great, except I may not win money as an example.
3: <laughs> I have the same bet. My my I, I've learned my lesson next year. I'm betting seed. Better yeah. better seed. So uh, I fully
1: with you there, Sean. Mm. I agree. Uh, Mentor, go ahead.
4: Yeah. Um, I think Julius Randle. like when I think about the fours that are no doubt going to get in ahead of him, you got Jason Tatum, you have Giannis, you have, I don't, well, maybe it depends on how many games Kevin Durant plays, but Kevin Durant for sure. And there's one guy, Oh, and LeBron James, of course. Um, everybody else is sort of, eh, you know, it's an argument. And after, especially after the NBA had like terrible ratings, for the all-star game, they need, if, if there's any other like notification that you need to value the guys who are playing basketball, that was it. And Julius Randall doesn't miss basketball games and he's been excellent all season. So I think, I think he gets right back on an all NBA team. I don't think you can give it to Zion over him. You can't give it to either of the Clippers over him. Um, yeah. They're just, yeah. I just think he's, he's deserved it. If they give it to Jalen Brown, over him, I'll be very angry. And I want to say that right now. But um, yeah, look, if the Knicks are top six seed after nobody saw it coming, except for some smart people who may or may not be on this podcast. <laughs> um, Hey, I think you have to do it. I think he has to get it.
2: Okay. Yeah. I, I, I just, I think that's such an incredible point by Mensa. I think that the NBA and the folks who vote on the these all nba teams are going to want to reward guys who play a lot of games um in the age of load management in the age of guys taking time off and playing you know stars playing on average like six, 65 games or so um i think people are going to want reward julius for playing you know nearly every game so i i think that's a that, that's a huge 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 favor um
5: you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about ExpressVPN. Now, I want you to think about a time you searched for something online that you wouldn't want those around you knowing about. No, not that! Oh, my gosh. No, I was not referring to that. I meant something basketball related, like when I'm around Macri and I want to look up how much the Knicks would still owe Tibbs if they fired him tomorrow or when I'm around Mensa and I want to see how easy it would be to trade R.J. Barrett or when I'm around Jeremy and I want to see what a max contract for Carmelo Anthony would cost in 2023. Well, I know most of you are probably thinking, why don't I just use incognito mode? Well, let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history, your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. It doesn't matter what your internet service provider is. In the U.S., they can legally sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so nobody can see the sites that you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the back. Background and is so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is even available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider. Don't hesitate. Visit this exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash film school and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. Again, that's E-X-P-R-E-S-S vpn.com slash film school for an additional three months free on a one-year package. Sean, your last prediction.
3: Uh, last prediction. Uh, so this will be my Hail Mary. Uh, Nick, will have a triple-double this season. Freaking took mine, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually surprised that was the one that 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 there was a conflict. Um, this is a Hail Mary because for some reason, this team does not get triple-doubles. They get the double-doubles and they get eight assists. Like, what's the name? Jalen Brunson had like seven rebounds in the first half at Philly and did not get a triple-double. Like, Julius never gets ten assists. Um, the funny thing is I feel like the triple double it like Mitch will get even if Mitch were to get ten and ten, like ten rebounds, and ten blocks, is he getting ten points? So that's why I'd say Hail Mary. But I would say a Nick will have a triple double this season. Um, and I think it will either be Jalen Brunson or Ron Alexander Barrett Jr. And not Julius? Yes, because I don't see Julius getting ten assists.
1: Even though he's No, okay. I just think the ball's in his hand more often. So
3: have you? (laughs) Yes, run the (laughs) jewels. There's not.
1: Well, no, just like he's someone that two years ago got like multiple triple doubles. So as a result, that I'm just going by history with this. Like he has that that kick out that if guys are making their threes, he can rack up assists
3: on. You know, that was the Julius Randle who literally had to do everything. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the triple double will come in a manner, like I said, Jalen for obvious reasons because the ball's in his hands. But in the, you know, in the bounce back, in one of the bounce back R.J. Barrett performances, you know, one thing, you know, the two things that we've clamored to see R.J. get better at is the defense and the playmaking. So I could see a game where he's just like on his shit, and he's just like he's getting into the lane, he's making the right reads, he's. Get, he's, he, he's doing what the game is telling him to do, and he can get ten assists. I, but obviously, I'm leaning towards more Brunson than RJ. But I don't see Brandon pulling it off.
1: I'm just saying this now. If if the forty point game that RJ goes off in, he
4: also gets a triple double. I just... block me now. We are, go- <laughs> right we are now. going right now to start a dialogue. If that block happens. me right now, please for your <laughs> I was own to say, Check out
1: Mensa is is more the spirit of where I was going with
2: <laughs> hold on you're muted you're muted he
4: was
2: like I just need to mute myself yes, I can't, yes, I can't yes. let the world hear what I'm about to say exactly. check <laughs>
4: on my enemies don't check on me uh, the, um, the great the great rapper uh, mystical once said that if you ever see me in a in forest with a grizzly bear help the bear <laughs> help the bear don't help me if that happens um okay <laughs> um
1: okay I, I my last prediction is um I had eight players will have a there will be a game where they have eight players in double figures you know um it's not as fun and XJ's kind of inspired me I think Julius Randall will play at least 80 games this season so that's going to be my last prediction that he'll play at least 80 games this season um he may even get to 82, but the last one is he plays a minute and then goes and sits down. But it counts as like a game played as a result, which I would actually wonder if they do that, because then it would hurt his points per game numbers and all that stuff. Um, but like this is what I, I forget who had a, a, a bonus in their contract that they played a certain number of games. They get uh, I think it's Julius. Well, so no, not even like the Knicks. There was a player last year oh, who had to hit a certain game number and they played that the the opening tip committed a foul and went and sat down because it counted as a game played, you know, and they were just trying to get that clause in their contract. Um, but yes, Julius does have a game played bone. I think it's closer to 72 or 75. So that's like why he kept playing the games he did last season. Um, but I think he'll get to 80 at least. He missed one game two years ago when they were riding him even more. And now that they have Brunson to carry the load, I think they're going to have to play out the string too to get to the four, to the five or six seed, which will give less opportunity for him to to miss. Now, look, the, the science is in favor of XJ, but I'm going st- to stick it out with him and see if he gets to to at least eighty. When he missed one game, I, I they
2: didn't. That wasn't an eighty-two game season, yeah. right?
1: Right. It was. Yeah. That's why, to your point, yeah. the, the science is in your favor, but mm-hmm. he still only he played seventy-one
3: of seventy-two. So I had. Two more backups, uh, th- uh, predictions that I was want to throw out there. I'm not making these official, these are these are the ones that I, I want to have fun with. Um, one is Derek Rose will have one more moment in a Nick uniform. Uh-huh. Um, like, so whether it's because I was actually watching when he came in in the game against Chicago and the, the, the rousing ovation, what he got, and it was actually fun watching the Bulls fans root for a Nick because I f- cannot stand the Chicago Bulls. And their fans, um, <laughs> but I think you, Derek. We have not heard the last from Derek Rose, and it's not like oh he came in the game. it would be like wow, Derek Rose did. something. And the the other one was uh, that I couldn't decide if I want to make this a single game event or a Hail Mary. But it's Evan Fournier will have one more twenty point game
5: because Aww.
3: as the well, as the um, sole person on Fournier Island in this fan base, um, watching him come off the bench in person because I was there against the, against the. Uh, against Philly and light them up it's like oh this is the guy that you said is going to be in Guangdong oh this is the guy okay I see you um, so that, that, those are the last those are two I want those are the two I wanted to throw out for honorable mention
1: so we have to fill three spots um, anybody have something they want to throw out there as a, as an option
4: yeah I got a really random one <laughs> What's um, up? Deuce McBride will score 10 points in a basketball game Poor kid. Um, I, I, <laughs> I don't swear. mean to be mean. No, I'm no, just like, no. It's just a guess. Like <laughs> he has to. He's not in the rotation anymore. So that's true. So it'll be like a garbage time. Ten points.
1: Yeah. Um, that's an option. What else do we got? My so my weird ones were like Knicks finished top ten in three pointers made this year, which they can't get to because that would be. I think they actually. Hold on. I think they are actually top ten in three pointers made this season.
3: I may be lying. While you looked it up, it was amazing how people were crying about Julius Randle. It's like you realize he's number 10 in the league and three points made, and he's already going to Utah. Like, why do we like why is the a national nightmare? That's all.
1: That seemed so much like I I forget if I said this on a pod or not, but it very much seemed like Adam Silver texted the all-star group chat, like, hey, anybody want to be in the three point contest? And Julius was like,
4: All right. Yeah, I'll do it. Sure. (laughs) I just want to really quickly shout out Albany native Kevin Herter for (laughs) (laughs) falling (laughs) on his sword for the state of New York. Yes.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. We appreciate it. Do we want to go with something more fun like Tibbs
4: gets ejected in a game? Uh, and Nick will get ejected. I had a tibbs related one. What Tibbs one you got? It's from the exact opposite of my personal ethos. But I think Tom Thibodeau will get one vote for Coach of the Year.
6: <laughs> At <laughs> least.
4: Zachary <laughs> get a ballot that I don't know about? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think if the Knicks finish with the fifth seed after all the shit they got Preseason. Oh, they didn't get Donovan Mitchell. Oh, Jalen Brunson's overpaid. Oh, Julius Randle should have been gone for a ham sandwich, which I still agree with. But that's not what we're talking about. I think Tom Thibodeau may get a vote for coach of the year. I don't know who's going to do it. Maybe I solo owes him a favor. Maybe um, Mark Bourbon calls somebody and says, "Hey, look, I need this vote." <laughs> um, but Mark I think Bourbon, dude, dude, I think agenda stuff. What, huh? <laughs> but huh? I think so. Okay. Do we want to put Knicks sign Carmelo
1: Anthony with that last roster spot? As I'm kidding, the Knicks are not going to sign Melo. You're I not going to want kidding. them to. You
3: want to put, the, want to put that there. I want, like, to
1: put, hey. I want it to happen. Whether it does put this on this list or not is a different story. Um, shout out to the 12 year anniversary of Melo's first
2: game at MSG as a Nick. Um, any other options we want to throw out there? Crazy one. Yeah. Unlikely to happen. Knicks will sweep the Miami Heat this season.
1: Oh, in the regular season. In the regular
2: season. Yeah. No, no. I was thinking the oh same
1: thing gosh. you were thinking.
4: Sweep like, culture, baby. Mm. That's the mm. tweet. That's the team that happens. How great would that be, though? Mm. I, you, you're,
1: a dream is a wish your heart makes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. We have two more spots to fill. I think. Do we have
2: any? What do you think of the, the eight bench play? The Knicks have eight guys in double figures one game. I like that. I mean, it speaks to the, the depth of the team, the strength of the team, which is its depth. Um, I, I I really like it, personally. Okay. I mean, I like one it.
3: more. Oh, I had one more backup. It was that the Knicks will have at least one four-game winning streak between now and the rest of the year. Oh, they got to win Friday, and it's a four-game winning streak. I meant like... Oh, like additional so, one. Like Yeah, like literally like of these 22 games, in this 22-game stretch, they're going to win four in a row. Minimum.
1: Okay, so between that, what was your one that you started this off with? Oh, um, McBride, ten points in a Deuce game. ten. So it's Deuce ten points or four game winning streak. Let's take a vote. I'll let you two decide. I like, oh, four, okay. game oh, so I like say, four game winning streak. Oh, you like four game
3: winning? I was gonna say we could okay. do Deuce ten. Points.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you guys <Okay>. flip flopped. <laughs> no, no, no. So, XJ, you're the tiebreaker. Uh, you know, he's gonna say a completely other different one.
2: No, I'm I, telling you. I like Deuce ten points. I, Deuce ten I just, okay. It's just feel good for me. I I, I think the four games is more likely. <laughs> ten As points for a Deuce. Ten point. How about ten points the rest of the season?
1: Yeah, um, let's do that because that's we'll a lot better. A, yeah, that's a lot better. At least ten points the rest of the season. All right, let's recap and go over
2: what our bingo card looks like. Uh, XJ, you read the line of B's, which is all of your predictions. Nice. Uh, Starting at B in Bingo, uh, number one, Obi will score more than 20 points in a game this season. Uh, Number two, IQ gets at least one single measly vote for all NBA defense. Uh, The next one, we will see a lineup of uh, Brunson, IQ, Josh Hart, RJ, and Mitchell Robinson play some minutes this season. Um, The next one, Quentin Grimes will shoot over 40% from three for the rest of the season. And the final B is that RJ Barrett will average 20 points per game on 45% from the field and 35% from 3 for the rest of the
4: season. Mensa, you got the I row. Okay, here is my I agenda. Um, Josh Hart will average more points, more minutes per game than RJ Barrett. Julius Randle will set a new career high for points in a game. We have the Knicks will finish with the 5th seed. We have the Knicks will finish top eight in both offensive and defensive rating. And finally, we have three Knicks will shoot over 40% from three for the rest of the season.
1: Sean, you're the G. You took my joke.
3: (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say like, no, I was going to say like, yes, I am a G. Uh, (laughs) Sean, you are, are, are a G and you are the G in this game. Okay. So uh, R.J. Barrett will have another 40 point game this season. Mitchell Robinson will have eight blocks in a single game. The Knicks will finish with at least 45 wins. The Knicks will play at least six playoff games this season. And a Nick will have a triple double this season.
1: My last uh, my predictions are with the O. Uh Jalen Brunson will score 30 points in 11 more games, which will make him second on the Knicks all-time single-season scoring list for 30-point games in a season by a guard. Uh, Julius Randle will get to 50 double-doubles this season, becoming the third Nick ever to do so in a third different Nick to do though do so in a single season. Uh, the Knicks will finish top 10 in offense and defense. If Mensa hits his, I hit mine. Uh, the Knicks will finish over 500 at home. This season, just need them to go 5-5 and the rest of the way for them to do that. And Julius Randle will play at least 80 games this season. Needs 20 of the final 22 to do that. Uh, Then the middle row, I'll just read it off. Um, Randle will make an all-NBA team. The Knicks will have 8 players in double figures in a game. Uh, Redacted will not sell the New York Knicks. Deuce McBride will have at least 10 points the rest of the season. And Tibbs will get at least one vote for coach of the year. Um, of the 25 that we listed, what do you think? What, what over under, let's go to Claudio Casino. What over under would I have to give you to take the over? Like 19 and a half,
4: 15 and a half. I was thinking like eight and a half, nine eight and, and, and a, a half. half. So, so eight and a half. You think we'll get a, as little as 10? Okay. So let me look at this and think how many of these are like likely. Um, (laughs) I think the, um, the Jalen Brunson IQ, I think Josh Hart, I think that lineup is, I think that's pretty likely for me. Knicks finishing with the fifth seed is likely. So that's like two, like I'm already, I've already looked at like seven or eight of these and I'm like, ah, maybe, (laughs) um, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know how much of this is likely.
3: I, I was at the over under at 11 and a half.
4: Man, you guys aren't I like that. your
3: predictions.
2: I like that.
1: Okay, I'll go. I'd take the over 15 and a half. I think all of this is going to happen. Take it under on the 15 <laughs> yeah, and a half. All of this is gonna- <laughs> yeah, I think we're geniuses and that
2: we know this team really well and a lot of this is going to happen. Listen, and looking at this, I think the fatal flaw for us is that the end row is like the least likely row to happen. <laughs> besides, yeah. besides I mean... he shall, he shall, shall not be named selling the team. Everything else, I don't think is actually going to happen.
1: Again, if you just go with the row that you picked though, then that's, that's where we, that's yeah. where you go. You know, yeah. like how yeah. confident are you in year five? So I guess that's the better question is how confident are we in a bingo happening this year in, in this chart? I will say, hold on. The the middle row, we will see a lineup of the the lineup that XJ suggested. The Knicks will win, get to the five seed. Oh, that's cash. Okay that's cash. the Knicks will finish with a minimum of 45 wins and top ten in offensive defense. That's that's cash.
2: That's, that's our best chance that's our, best chance. that's our best chance. I think so.
1: Yeah. Even a diagonal of Obi with 20 in a game, Julius setting a new career high. At least middle. 47 in a yeah. game
4: at least six playoff games. No, Julius I setting a new
2: career high is very unlikely to happen in the last 22 games of the season. Uh, oh, oh, ye of little faith of Julius Randle. I'm, ta- I'm not it, saying it won't happen. I'm saying it's unlikely.
1: Tonight, okay. And in the nation's capital. Wait, wait for it. And a triple double. So we knock two off of the bingo card. And that'll be fun. As we, as this things get hit, on the bingo card, um, we'll in the single game events at least. Uh, we will mark them off and update them for for everybody. Okay. Any final thoughts before we head out of here?
3: Listen, man. We here. We back. Mm. And we ain't going nowhere. And all you haters out there can cry and cry and cry some more. That's all I have to say. XJ, print the t shirts. My God. It's
2: there coming. Go. It's coming soon. Mm. M- m- my final thoughts are just I think we should have a whole pod just uh, daydreaming about what it would look like if the Knicks won the NBA championship. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's my final
3: thought on this. My goodness. I there, have that there's... daydream once a month. That's <laughs> <laughs> <I, laughs> an hour. Goodness. <laughs> I, I think, wow. like, So especially when I see, like, so me. Uh, Living in Philly, one thing I know um, uh, GMAC wants to throw up in his mouth when I talk about Philadelphia, but uh, one thing I appreciate about that city is how much they support their sports teams. And, like, literally, if any time their team wins the semifinal or the conference championship and they all run down the Broad Street, and I'm like, unfortunately – There's no team in New York that will happen for, except for the team in orange and blue that plays Mm. in thirty third and seventh. So that's what I that's what I want to see. And you know, listen, never is a word that should not exist in sports. Um, When I was a kid, the Patriots were the laughing stock of the league, and look at them now. Um, If you told me the Cleveland Cavaliers would win the NBA championship, I would have laughed at you. Um, So, dude, Golden State. Golden Golden State was worse than the Knicks. <laughs> so listen, man, anything can happen.
1: Look, Mensa, like we could say, like remember when the Astros were like a team that made it to one World Series once and barely ever made it to the playoffs ever. Yeah, now they're a dynasty the
4: Astros. Like? Yeah.
1: Sorry, by the way. For Yankee fans, for bringing that the up, great, listen, listen
3: No, like the greatest moment in Astros playoff history was losing a sixteen in a game in nineteen eighty six. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's between that and the moonshot that Pujols hit in Game Five. Yep. Like so. Listen, man. Like, like when people like when people say like that's never gonna happen. I'm like, like my man, like my good friend Roger once said, like if you get too high or too low in sports, you ain't been in this game long enough. So if you really think if you're throwing the word around, never. You ain't you ain't been watching long enough. Just just give it time. So,
1: either of you seen Ant Man yet? Nope. Nope. Never mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> and have you seen a Star Wars movie? Uh,
3: Sean's never seen Star Wars. I, I Any Star Wars seen, movie? I have not seen one solitary minute of a Star Wars movie. Wow. And honestly, at this point.
1: Yeah, you can't you can't ruin it. Now. Yeah, it's part of your it's brand over. now. That's that's your identity or part of.
3: Like I just don't feel now. like I just don't feel like starting over. Like, yeah, I don't. Feel there's like, also
1: watching it in 2023 for the first time is like, oh, that's a puppet. You know, like there's no charm or aura to Yoda or anything. Like watching something like fine. for its for its. Time it was great. My hey. point was being is there's a celebration scene at the end of one of those movies when the Death Star is destroyed. Spoiler alert for Sean and Sean only. Um, that um, you're allowed that. To that's how Star the
2: Wars. Okay. you can spoil. You can spoil. Throw that out Wars. there.
1: Um, like the, the the celebration at the end where they go around. To, or how about this Independence Day when you saw all the countries celebrating how they defeated the the aliens that would just be New York at the end of independence day. Okay. That's I think what uh, a Nick championship would look and potentially even feel like um, one day it'll happen. And for now we'll settle for just a successful final 22 plus games of the season. Um, and hopefully we fill in these bingo squares as we go. My thank you to XJ Mensa and Sean for another edition of casual Friday. Um, please give them a follow. They're, uh, Twitter avatar names are in their uh, description in the name tag underneath their face. You can follow me as well if you want to help me out. Give this channel on YouTube a like and so of, of this video a like, and this channel subscribe. And if you're listening at home, please give this podcast a five star rating and a review. Please say nice things. That'll do it for us. We've got a um, a pregame pod dropping around noon on Friday, and then a postgame show featuring. Sean with a W and Mensa Smith on the post game afterwards. Their debuts on the post game show, so that should be fun. Uh, please win, yes, please win. I'd like for them to recap. Got to I mean, win here, Gotta Sean. Win. Sean should recap a W, is what I'm going to say, as well as Mensa, obviously, but the name at least fits. Um, so. Tune in for all the content, excuse me, all the things we have coming soon because we don't call it content here at Nick's Film School. Uh, Thank you for listening, everybody, um, and we'll see you soon. Peace.